We have a mix of folks of all ages calling to talk. We've had single parents who are quarantined home with a kid looking to just have a, another conversation with an adult. <laughs> you know, we had teenagers calling asking, you know, for advice on homework. Welcome to Sanity Pod by Sanity Media. I'm Audrey Scagnelli, and I think we could all use a little more sanity right now. In the spirit of Mr. Rogers, on this season, you'll hear from the helpers, people moving mountains near and far to help their communities, many from the front lines. On this episode, we're talking footwear. Or rather, we're talking with Zappos, the shoe company, about their effort, customer service for anything, created in this moment in time to help just about anyone figure out just about anything. In fact, right now, you could pause this episode and dial 877-513-7426, and you'll be greeted by a Zappos employee who will help you solve your bathroom work, or find personal protective equipment, or just chat if you're feeling lonely. We spoke with the brainchild behind this idea, Brian Kalma, the entrepreneur-in-residence at Zappos. Here's Brian on customer service for anything. It's an idea, effectively, that was born out of necessity in all these uh, changing times that are happening right now in this world. And a whole bunch of folks at Zappos kind of simultaneously had this idea to to repurpose our teams, to uh, make them available to folks who need help outside of purchasing. On your website, you have provided some examples of what people have called and reached out about needing help for. And you have examples of helping someone find some hand weights. Those are hard to come by right now <laughs> yeah. for food delivery. And, and particularly special, there's, there's one comment that says, our hospital is in need of pulse oximeters, but we can't locate any. Can you help us track some down? So do, do you know, were you able to help find some? Yeah, this is a, that one's an interesting and compelling story. A lab called Puccino Labs that works out of Mount Sinai Hospital in New York was in need of these pulse oximeters, and, and they had a hard time finding them through their own channels, channels that they've been using historically. Uh, so they had heard about customer service anything through a social media post and effectively reached out via social media. You know, a couple of uh, uh, folks on the team jumped in to, to try to help them, and we, we were able to secure some of these oximeters for them. We weren't able to get the whole lot that they were looking for, but we got a substantial portion found for them within a matter of hours and then delivered in a matter of days. It's a really amazing story because, you know, I think that's, you know, a lot of people put their brain power together, a lot of empathy put at the forefront here, and, and the team came through. And more importantly, we have a hospital that has more equipment to help people in need. It's pretty awesome. It is. And it's not every day that you see a company just shifting gears or repurposing its team to help on this front. Um, I, I gave the number call actually in an effort to find you to figure out who was, who was kind of the brainchild behind this. And I had a wonderful conversation with a man named Jamie uh, Salza. He and I spoke for a little bit about what, you know, what it had been like for him uh, to be on the other, the receiving end of these phone calls. And he had some really beautiful things to share. Many stories about older people who were lonely, who um, were either calling to, to talk or maybe were dealing with some kind of a tech difficulty that they couldn't quite figure out. Have you experienced that as well? Is that something you're hearing about from your team? Absolutely. I think what we're hearing from, from a, a bunch of the agents uh, who are receiving calls is that we have a mix of folks of all ages calling to talk. We've had single parents 
who are quarantined home with a kid looking to just have a, another conversation with an adult. <laughs> you know, we had teenagers calling asking, you know, for advice on homework. And as you mentioned, we had some, you know, maybe folks more uh, older who you know, are lonely and looking to chat. So it's kind of amazing because, uh, A, the fact that that is happening is just phenomenal, but B, the, the fulfillment and joy that appears to be ha- uh, coming out of a lot of the agents who get to help is, is moving. And one little thing I'd like to share too, which is really freaking cool, is we have so many people calling in just to check in on the reps themselves. These are folks recognizing that our agents are on the front lines uh, and calling to check in on them. This happens every day, every day. That is pretty, pretty special. Before you guys launched this, how did you prepare your team for it? You know, how, how quickly did this go from idea to, to actually being launched? Yeah, the last part of the question of, you know, time to launch is easier to answer than the preparation. But I'll say this, from idea to launch was five, five to six days. And the reason that we were able to move that quickly is because Zappos has years and years of practice building the customer loyalty practice and efforts here such that, you know, we ha- we've built a sort of culture and company that has historically even taken any phone call that have come in regardless of this effort, meaning there were always folks calling and asking for advice about X, Y, and Z. Um, so our team is, has already been equipped to handle that sort of stuff. It was now a matter of rethinking how we go to market with effectively our phone number or our contact info. It really was just a matter of spinning up the marketing to get the word out there so we could start helping more people. So in terms of that, you know, those of us working on the project, I think we're fortunate that a lot of the hard labor had been set up through some smart folks over the years. To me, it's like, I think it's a pretty great, you know, for us at least study on, you know, taking something we do and being able to move it a matter of several degrees and provide a different type of impact and value to a broader audience. You know, it's pretty exciting, um, you know, uh, to be able to give back like that with such small changes. Hmm. Yeah, we've, we've spoken with a range of people in the private sector and, and also not who have kind of repurposed some existing tools that they had in order to build something that was more helpful for this moment in time, like speaking with a distillery owner who has changed his production to manufacture hand sanitizer now as one example. But it's it's neat to see that same kind of principle being applied in the digital customer service space too. It's what we're good at, you know, and I think that companies that can pivot to, to you know, to, to go deeper into areas they excel, even if it's a slight pivot in the product, I think it's smart. You know, I think we're fortunate enough to have that culture that allows this to happen. Could could you share maybe an unusual or odd thing that's come from this, or maybe a challenge, an unexpected challenge you've you've had in in getting this off the ground so quickly? <laughs> I guess one of the one of the challenges would be the fact that this sort of effort excited so many people internally and activated a lot of energy that it was a little hard to coordinate how how we message this out in the world, such that because a lot of folks were you know, were excited to get the word out on their own and. So it was a challenge in the, in the simple fact of like making sure that we could allow people to have their unfettered excitement for this program, but also sort of make sure that the message that we're putting out into the market is consistent, cohesive, and understandable to the end user or end, to the audience rather. So that was a, a challenge. I mean, it's sort of a, an interesting, not a terrible problem to have amongst some bigger problems happening out there right now. But uh, beyond that, I, like I was saying before, I think, I think more than anything, Realizing and recognizing the infrastructure infrastructure that was already set up was, was, was surprising and awesome. Not so much of a hurdle, obviously. On a lighter note, since you are the entrepreneur in residence for Zappos, I'd love to know, one, what your favorite pair of shoes are, and two, 
what is a normal day uh, look like for you? <laughs> Favorite pair of shoes. Uh, you know, those, I have this pair of Merrells. I don't know what the, the uh, style is, uh, what the, uh, the actual style name is, but the brand's Merrell. Just, I don't know, I dig them. They're hiking and like streetwear at the same time. So that works for me, particularly here in Boulder, because uh, you can stumble into a hiking trail, uh, accidentally even. Stumble into uh, a hiking trail. That's great. <laughs> it's not a bad problem to have. At its core, it's, you know, sussing out uh, real material problems that exist either to our, uh, for our customers or, or in the world and trying to experiment our way to understanding what types of new business lines are applicable for Zappos to, to get into. So effectively, it's, a, it's an experimental role trying to identify problems in the world and trying to experiment a way to solving them. You know, on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, it's not like I am personally focused on, you know, hundreds of different things. Over the course of the year or so, I've been back at Zappos, I've, you know, there's been three or four projects that we were curious about whether there was validity in. And, you know, in the role I'm in, it's really more of like an experimental role. Uh, and I'm largely focused on, you know, taking real problems and trying to bring real solutions to market really quickly to validate and then understand where to go from there. The interesting part about it is that every day there is something sort of a new lens to look through on a daily basis. Well, I think that that mindset is pretty applicable to life right now for just about anyone. Before we close, do you have any advice for for businesses that are trying to pivot or rethink existing existing offerings that they have that could help in the scope of what we're facing as a country right now? Yeah, I mean, it's probably not universal uh, uh, advice, but I think generally speaking, um, I think, you know, it's probably wise for companies to look inward to understand what it is that they actually do really well and excel at. It takes a level of self-awareness of a company, I think, to admit that and, you know, and look for opportunities to apply that knowledge, that know-how at a broader scale outside of your regular customer base. Maybe um, it'll be circumstantial per business, but to me, I think every company does something unique and special. And uh, there's quite possibly an opportunity to repurpose that specialness into, into help outside the normal business lines. So uh, looking inward and becoming self-aware. That's sage advice. And it is kind of special to be seeing companies and, and the people behind them doing, uh, doing this kind of thing. What is something that you've been doing during quarantine that has kind of kept your spirits alive? Something that you've done that's fun or maybe new or yeah. new hobby or that sort of thing? Yeah, during quarantine, there's a couple of habits and hobbies I've been trying to, you know, stay true to that are keeping me interested, excited, and happy. I've uh, gotten back into indoor gardening, which is something I used to be into. Uh, put that aside for a while. So I bought some indoor grow lights and I'm working on, uh, you know, growing some indoor, uh, some vegetables indoor, which is a lot of fun. I also even got a, plot, a small plot of land outside my apartment here. Uh, we're going to do some, you know, bigger outdoor gardening that we kick off uh, on Friday. But also, like many others, I have my daily push-up, sit-up routine, which is trite, but at the same time, it's nice to know that I've now gone however many days in a row by with doing that sort of activity. That little habit and streak is sort of fun and exciting, <laughs> as silly as it is. And also I have a reading streak of the same amount of time. Decided to spend 25 minutes a day, not much more, uh, reading a book. That habit has been a lot of fun as well, and I look forward to that time. So nothing that terribly out there, uh, but definitely, you know, definitely finding myself interested in these new hobbies and habits that I hope persist. Before we close, we ask every guest on Sanity what they are most optimistic about right now. Mm. Well, I am remarkably optimistic about the, the new, you know, a new wave of creativity that at least appears to be emerging and trying to solve real human problems. 
that is exciting to me. I really, really, really excited to see that new wave of creativity. There are creative solutions all around us. So Brian, thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. And I'm excited about what you're doing. That's awesome to hear. Thank you for your interest. Thanks so much for listening. And thanks to Brian Kalma, Laura Davis, and the team at Zappos. If you want to try customer service for anything, give them a ring. They're at 877-513-7426. If you'd like to get in touch, or if you've been touched by a helper, please email us. We're at info at sanitymedia.com. And don't forget to look for the helpers. As Mr. Rogers says, If you look for the helpers, you'll know that there's hope.